going to share something with you that sounds a little bit like bro science, and then I'll explain why it isn't. So you may have heard that the average human has between 10 and 20 pounds of impacted putrefying fecal matter in their intestines. That's not only a source of toxicity, but it's interfering with optimal digestion, absorption, and and assimilation of nutrients. I thought this was nonsense. However, I recently did a deep dive and an exploration after one of my clients went to a detox clinic that was using this specific cleanse that I'd never even heard of, that you probably haven't either, helping people with addiction, helping people with cancers and disease states and getting all sorts of crazy results and moving pounds of this putrefied mucus and fecal matter out of the intestines and colon and completely restoring people's health. So after he had this insane experience, he told me about it. I told him he had to hook me up. And his medical staff were a little bit hesitant, but I eventually convinced them to allow me to get a kit. And I went through this three-day detox. And the first day was kind of challenging, but you're drinking different packets and nutrients and that sort of thing. On day two, I had multiple feet of this rubber-like, almost silicone, gelatinous mucus feces, almost like it was like every piece of gum that I'd ever swallowed from childhood until now was coming out. I couldn't even believe this stuff was inside of me. And this continued for the next two days until I finished the cleanse. I felt so much lighter, so incredible. I was I was actually taking videos of my trips to the bathroom so that I could show other people because I was completely blown away. And I'm telling this story not only because it's disgusting, but also in kind of a twisted way, a little bit entertaining, but because the reason that so many of us struggle to get in incredible shape, you know, to get off that last 10, 20 pounds, yeah, some of it's discipline, yeah, some of it's willpower, but a lot of it is what's going on in your gut. It's these sources of toxicity from the inside. It's the microbes like candida and parasites and and dysbiosis in the gut that are producing endotoxins and inflammation from within your body that are interfering with your metabolic health, running your hormones into the gutter, especially your thyroid hormone, your sex hormones, and your insulin sensitivity. And if you're the type of person that has been fairly healthy, disciplined, doing all the things that you you quote unquote should do, and you haven't yet found that next gear, I would like to help you if this is a mutual fit. I'm going to be working with a small handful of men that are passionate and excited and determined to take their body and their health to its full potential, to get visible abs, a six-pack in the next three to six months. This will involve multiple steps, but essentially we are going to eliminate every roadblock that stands between you and the body you have always wanted and get you in the best shape of your life. We're going to do detailed laboratory tests, a full blood panel beyond anything that you could possibly get at your doctor. Even if you do hormone replacement therapy or anything like that, it blows all of that out of the water. We're going to get a complete minerals and metals test, a complete candida metabolic and vitamins test, a complete omega and inflammation test, complete food sensitivity test, complete stress, mood, and 
metabolism test. We're going to do metabolic typing to create personalized nutrition program for you. And, and then we're going to combine that with biohacks and a proven process and expert guidance from me to optimize your sleep, your gut, your hormones, your nutrition, your training. We're going to use these diagnostics and tools to figure out exactly where there are breaks in your chain, fix those, optimize them, and then combine that with accountability where you and I, you have me walking you through this process every step of the way and showing you exactly what you need to do to get the fat off, to get down to the leanest, most vibrant, ripped, shredded, optimized version of yourself possible. This is only for men who are in a financial position to invest in themselves. It's only for men who are willing to radically change their nutrition, radically change their training, radically change their mindset, radically change their environment. Men who are willing to do whatever it takes to achieve these results and willing to go all in for that 90, 90 day to six month period. We're going to start with a full fight camp, like you are a world-class championship fighter going into the fight of your life. We're going to be 100% focused, dialed in in every facet, like every single decision that you make is either moving you closer to victory or further away. And every choice that you make will either result in you having your hands raised as a champion or getting knocked out. And realistically, this is not for most people. Most people do what most other people do, which is make choices that result in them being fat, sick, depressed, and leading lives of quiet desperation. This is for the 5% of people who are all in, who are excited and determined to explore their full potential during this life experience. If you are interested in having a conversation to see if this is a mutual fit, Go to biohackercoaching.com, fill out the short form, book a time on our calendar to talk with myself or someone from our team. I've never done anything like this before. This is completely comprehensive. All of your labs are included. All of your supplements and biohacks are included. You're going to get my favorite fat burner that you can use. It's I'm, I'm, I'm going to blow the surprise. It's an amazing espresso machine. I'm going to give you the only type of espresso I drink, and I'm going to show you how to use it to burn way more fat. I'm going to show you how to get maximum results in minimum time from your workouts. There's a lot of people that you probably look at them and they might be in better shape than I am at 40 years old and whatever. I think I look pretty good. I'm pretty happy with, with, with the way that I look and feel, but there are some guys that I'm sure are in better shape. I guarantee they work a lot harder than I do. I'll show you how to unlock maximum fat loss, build maximum muscle in minimum time. I'm going to give you my favorite biohack for getting shredded. We're going to literally send you an Airdyne bike, and I'm going to teach you exactly how to use it, what workouts we do. We're going to automate your nutrition. I'm going to send you a juicing machine that you can just load up, hit a button, and it juices it all for you so you don't have to stand there and it's easy to clean. We're going to get you some other stuff for home workouts how to dial in and, and self-quantify your training so that you know that you are in that Goldilocks zone. Too little doesn't work. Too much doesn't work. You got to be right in the sweet spot. And you're going to have me guiding you through it every step of the way. We're going to create a custom supplement program. You'll have full access to my calendar. We'll be on the phone every week at the beginning. And then once we kind of hit stride with things every two weeks, there's never been anything like this, especially where you have direct access to me. I'm not 
putting you off on other coaches or anything like that. This isn't, um, while this could be a program, I think Dr. Peter Atia charges something like a hundred thousand bucks for a program that isn't even close to this. And I will be taking you through at the highest level with the full diagnostics, knowing exactly what labs to order for you and then how to interpret those labs and then translate those interpretations into actionable results that will help you become the best version of yourself. Then we, we tailor that into the expert guidance phase, as I mentioned, where we're optimizing your gut, your sleep, your hormones, your nutrition, your training, everything. And then you have that expert accountability with me via text message. You're going to be taking photos of your food. You're going to be training six days a week. That doesn't sound sexy, but I'm going to put it out there so that you know what you're getting into. I know I'm talking to the, I'm talking to the psychos in the room. The people who want to push themselves, who want to be challenged, who don't want to just get by. And they want to see what they're capable of if they direct all of their faculties and focus to a proven system that is personalized for them with someone like me in their corner. So if you're interested in this, go to biohackercoaching.com, fill out the short form, book a time for us to talk, and then send me a text message to this number, 847 989 3743. Put VIP in there. If you want to have your application moved to the front of the line, I'm only going to be working with a small handful of guys. If you would like one of those men to be you, let's do it. Much love. This is your life and it's ending one minute at a time. I was blind, but now I see. Working jobs we hate, so we buy shit we don't need. Ideas are grateful. If you had one shot, Everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now you fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. Max Casa, welcome to the Biohacking Secret Show. Pleasure to be here, man. Thanks for having me on. I'm pumped for us to talk about float therapy, the benefits of floating, the importance of magnesium for systemic health, balancing minerals in the body, and a bunch of other cool stuff. Uh, But before we dive into all of that, Maybe you could give us a little bit of your origin story and background. You were on your way up to becoming a UFC fighter and pursuing that path. And I'm kind of curious about what got you started in biohacking and catch us up to speed. Happy to, man. Yeah, so I guess at the root of it all, uh, a lifelong martial artist. And my parents had got me involved in the martial arts when I was just four years old. And they were hoping that doing so would help me with a degenerative neuromuscular disease that I was diagnosed with at birth called Charcot-Marie-Tooth or CMT for short. And thankfully it was the arts and thankfully I stuck with it. Uh, It's become a huge part of my life these past 20 plus years now. But really just as I got older and started teaching and competing in the martial arts more, I was just constantly looking for ways to optimize my mind and body, much like yourself. You know, so I tried everything from Western world technologies to Amazonian brews and Eastern philosophies, just about everything in between. But um, it wasn't until one day I was leaving the dojo and ended up stumbling upon a float center. I was leaving training camp. I was beat up. I was mentally fatigued, physically beat up. And I ended up coming out of that first float session, dude. And I was literally just glowing with this sensation of relaxation and pure inner peace that I hadn't experienced before in my entire life, never mind in the middle of fight camp, which is one of the most stressful things going on in my life at the time. 
So ultimately, I ended up floating more, dive into the research on how this form of therapy is helping so many people, and ended up starting up my company, Max Vitality, where we now customize and install float therapy chambers all over the globe. Awesome. So CMT, this this degenerative neuromuscular disease that you mentioned, upon reflection or or having talked with other physicians or health experts, or I'm kind of curious what your opinion is too. How do you think you got that? I mean, I know I know you had it at birth, but do you have any hypotheses? Totally. Yeah. So my whole life, dude, it's it's funny. My whole life I was just told by not just my family, because it's uh, so-called genetic in the, the Western world. But um, so they, I'm told your whole life, it's there's no cure. There's no pharmaceuticals for it. There's nothing you can do to stop this kind of inevitable marching forth of degeneration. If anyone doesn't know what CMT is, it's really just uh, it affects your peripheral nerves at your extremities. So in particular, like your hands and your feet. And just over time, your tendons get shorter and shorter and your ability to connect with your hands and your feet kind of uh, diminishes to the point where it continues to go up to your body and attack your respiratory system if it gets to that point and uh, a lot of not so fun stuff. So it was definitely something that early on in my health journey, especially as I started diving deep into health, I wanted to understand more thoroughly what was at the root cause of something like CMT. And it wasn't until I started floating regularly where I started to get some insight on that. Mm-hmm. What, what was that insight? <laughs> Gotta leave you hanging. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, dude. So, I mean, like I said, there's, there's no pills or anything for it. There's nothing that really helps. Um, but it, when I was in a float tank one time, which I can dive into what floating is if that helps uh, for people that yeah, may not that. be familiar. But so floating or sensory deprivation is just a powerful biohacking healing tool that's totally taken, especially the West Coast and Europe by storm these past 10 to 20 years. But ultimately floating involves getting in a big egg-shaped hot tub type tank, usually with the lid over the top, about the size of a, a small car typically. Um, but inside this tank is the most unique healing environment on the face of planet earth hands down because inside this chamber there's a thousand pounds of magnesium salts dissolved in just 10 inches of water so that's an absurd amount of magnesium salts typically epsom salts the benefits of epsom salts alone have been well known and well documented for hundreds even thousands of years i'm sure you're super familiar but um Mm -hmm. What's so cool about it is the 1,000 pounds of salt creates an extremely buoyant saltwater solution. So buoyant that I could literally take a bowling ball, put it in the water, and it would easily float to the top like a cork. Right, So it enables effortless floating. You're just laying in the solution. And then inside this tank at the same time, it's totally void of all external sensory inputs altogether. Right, So when you're in one of these tanks, there's no light. So when you're a properly calibrated flotation environment, not even a single photon of light, man, is entering the user's experience at all, right? There's no sound because not only is the tank itself sound resistant, but the user's also wearing earplugs. There's no smells, there's no taste, there's no movement, there's no speech, and not even a sensation of touch, which is extremely difficult to null out <laughs> because the saltwater solution and the air inside the chamber is precisely heated and kept 
at a constant 94.5 degrees Fahrenheit. And what's so magical about 94.5 is it's the exact same temperature as the external layer of your skin or your epidermis. So usually within a half hour of getting in the tank, man, the user's brain totally loses sensation and awareness of where their body ends and where the water begins. And it can lead to profound, oftentimes life-changing spiritual experiences in there. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, I've, I, I've also ex- experimented with various types of, of plant medicine over the years. I, I don't really anymore, but I've done the Bufo Alvarius, the, the psychedelic toad, and experienced something similar where upon, upon smoking the, the venom of this toad, I lost, I almost felt like I became a part of the environment. And I was, I was at this um, working with a shaman and there was a bunch of other people in the room, but I felt like my body became the music and the wind and, and, and everything. And like where I began and where I ended became dissolved and, and the, the lines became blurred. And it's a similar sensation to what you experience when you float. And, and I mean, it, it, it's, it's very interesting where there are similarities between some of these psychotropic substances and the, the process of floating. And then when you kind of go back to the history of floating, you've got people like John C. Lilly, who many consider to be like the father of floating. And he would combine LSD and, and I believe cannabis as well with his float sessions to kind of stack these things and go deeper into the... Um, I don't know what the proper terminology is, but maybe the mystical realm or, or sort of the, the, the spiritual realm, uh, if you will, have you ever, have you ever experimented with any of that? Uh, I think much like yourself where we're constantly looking for ways to take things deeper, take it to the next level. So totally have, but, um, what I always recommend to anyone that maybe listens to this is the the silent darkness that you mm-hmm. can drop into oftentimes for really the first time in your entire life when you're in a tank like this mm-hmm. is a powerful medicine, right? So um, for me, my journey involved, and I understand everyone's path is different, but for me, I always recommend learning that medicine of the silent darkness and taking that as deeply as you possibly can using your own breath and how much you can pop, let go and how much you can open your heart in one of these tanks and just see how deep you could possibly get without that. And then when it's time, maybe not jumping right up to ketamine or something like that, like Mr. John C. Lilly, <laughs> maybe tempting for some, but, uh, but yeah, even just starting light, like maybe, maybe a microdose or something like cannabis, um, before getting in the tank or something like that and working your way up from there, if you feel called to intertwine them. But, uh, but yeah, I've totally explored and, but, but I will say for me, cause I stumbled upon floating, after one of my first psychedelic experiences with psilocybin mushrooms, right? Mm. And I was probably 17 at the time when I had my my first uh, psilocybin journey. And dude, it was totally life-changing. Like my life did a total 180. Uh, my, my awareness totally changed. I, I became, uh, I saw this different perspective on so many different aspects of myself and the life I was living. Um, and it made me a lot more mindful and aware but it wasn't until I floated that I was really able to tap into those heightened states of conscious awareness mm-hmm. without the use of that catalyst at all, right? right? I was in one of my first float sessions, maybe three in, and I felt my brain, the, the left and right hemispheres, my brain totally hypersynchronize. 
in a way that I had only experienced before in a microdose of magic mushrooms. And then as yeah. I was able to take that practice deeper, and as we say, let go more and more with future float sessions and open my heart more and more and, and deepen that intimate connection with my breath, I was able to take that and take it way deeper to the point where now I'm achieving uh, very psychedelic states off my own supply. Yeah, that's that's the direction that I've gone as well. I think that some of these plant medicines in the past were helpful and allowed me to experience what some of these states feel like so that I could go there now in their absence. But there were, there were also many times where I found myself starting to use them like a crutch. And, and I've also experienced some of the dark sides of them. I don't think they're all sunshine and rainbows and they're certainly not for everybody. I mean, we've had guys join our coaching program that have gone to other countries to do plant medicines like Aya and, and, and had a terrible, terrible experience where they felt like they weren't the same person. And, and it's taken us, you know, sometimes six months to, to kind of get them back online feeling like themselves again. So, uh, I want to put that out there. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm against plant medicine now, but I'm not, it's not something I currently use. I don't even smoke weed anymore. I'll use, I'll use CBD sometimes to help with sleep and that sort of thing, but that's, that's about it. But in the, in the past, that was kind of, um, something that I had utilized. So what are you, and I mean, we've talked now about a variety of substances that are serotonin agonists in the case of like psilocybin, uh, with, with like the, the bufal varius, the psychedelic toad that activates DMT, dimethyltryptamine, which is responsible for, um, near death experiences. It's supposedly released when we're born, when we die. Have you seen any research on float therapy and the release of DMT or, or what have you come across by way of, of, um, you know, or with regard to the benefits of floating? Totally. Yeah. We've delved deep into this realm and, um, we were working with one of our friends, Aubrey Marcus, recently, and he's came out with an incredible documentary. I don't know if you've got a chance to check it out, but or any of your listeners, but if not, I highly recommend What's the documentary called? on his silent darkness retreat that he went on. Right? Oh yeah, I heard we, about him doing that. Yeah, dude, that it was epic. God awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it like two yeah. weeks and just in plain, plain darkness? Dude, that's a long float. It's a long float. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so he did. I think he did like six days, six or seven total day, days and nights in absolute silent darkness. Um, just that's typically done in the cabin format in like the hills of Germany. But um, yeah, in that documentary, they touch on deeply, and we've discussed this as well, seen, seen the research of the steady state release of endogenous DMT when we're in the silent darkness for prolonged periods of time. So when we are in the silent darkness, our brain's ability and our lungs and our liver's ability to upregulate the amount of DMT that it's actually producing endogenously inside our system goes through the roof. And that's why I know Aubrey, when he hit like day two, or even at the end of the first day, it was like he was totally tripping at peak ayahuasca experience without anything at all, just off the silent darkness alone. Wow. Yeah. Is the name of so, that documentary Silent Darkness? I believe so. I'm sure you'd be able to find it if you type in Aubrey, Mar Aubrey, <laughs> Aubrey Marcus Silent Darkness, but uh, we, can, we can throw a link in too. Yeah. So so when you kind of create this this dark and peaceful environment 
the that's when the body starts producing higher amounts of of endogenous from, you know from within the body dmt rather than something where people you know there's a lot of people that can will chase it from by synthetic means um or you know the psychedelic toad but it's something that we naturally produce if you create the right environment totally and, and same with uh, most of these substances that people are lighting up or taking the catalyst as a catalyst for our body to create these, we have the pharmacopoeia inside us. It's just a matter of being able to bring our awareness to certain aspects. We can do that with the breath. We can do that by opening up our, our heart or escaping the stressors of life where we can start unlocking these mechanisms and really leveraging them. But a lot of people don't recognize, man, that two of the largest stressors to our nervous system. We hear many people talk about all the stressors coming in from our diet and EMFs and pollutants of all kinds, but two of the largest stresses to our nervous system sel seldomly discussed are the fact that we're constantly being bombarded by 10 million bits of sensory overstimulation every single second of the day, mm -hmm. every single second of the day. Our conscious mind is only capable of handling between 30 and 50 bits per second. We're getting hit with nearly 10 million a second. So this is an absurd stressor to our subconscious mind and our nervous system, having to constantly process all this stimulation. And on top of this, having to constantly battle the forces of gravity. And there's a lot of research on just what gravitational stress is doing to our entire systemic being from our blood vasculature to our muscular skeletal system. But imagine just how hard our spines and our muscular skeletal systems are working in this moment to simply just stop my head from drooping to the side and from my body like falling like a sack of potatoes out of the chair. You know, mm -hmm. this is all tension and stress. It's held in my smooth muscles. It's held in my capillaries. It's held in my spinal cord and everywhere in between. And it wasn't for me until I was able to really truly disconnect from those two things, the overstimulation and the gravity totally inside the float tank that I was able to really kind of get a bird's eye view and disconnect from the impact this was constantly chronically having on my system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've noticed that as well. Like one of uh, one of my buddies and clients had a wedding back in April in Fort Lauderdale. And I had a fun weekend. I mean, we were just about every night we were going out and celebrating in some in some fashion. And every day I just do a jog down to the ocean and get in the water and swim around and you know, I do like some, some sprints in the water, but just that, like that weightlessness, absorbing all the sea minerals through my skin, 10, 20 minutes, I'd come out feeling amazing. Like, like I didn't even have a sip of alcohol the night before, you know, and of course there's the sun involved and the Schumann resonance and all of that stuff working in tandem. But you realize that like, especially as we get old, as we get older, I'm like 40 plus now. And if I'm doing too much plyo or, 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 or too much like high intensity interval training and all this stuff on land, there's, you start to experience some inflammation and wear and tear. Whereas you can sprint at, at an all out pace in the ocean, especially, or in a pool, but in the ocean, you're getting those other benefits and it, it, like you're, you're exhausted and you feel great, but there's no wear and tear on your body and you're able to hit different different ranges of motion and, and stretch the body in ways that you can't do on land. And I think that's very much a, a, a part of 
training and, 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 you know, workout regimens that's absent in, in a lot of guys, especially if you want to be training into your seventies and eighties. Totally, man. Yeah. No, I'm glad you, glad you brought that up. That's, that's a big piece. I mean, so much there, but like you say, even just escaping or diminishing the force of gravity in something like the water, whether you're running in it, um, or the aspect of soaking up the minerals transdermally through your skin, which I'm sure we can dive into as well. But a lot of people don't recognize, dude, that, or, or rather, I'll, I'll share really there's three main pillars of benefits with floating that are of interest to me that we're, we're reaping during the entirety of every float session. And one, as we touched on, we're escaping the force of gravity. And when we do that, our blood vasculature can totally relax, right? It's totally unlike laying on a mattress at the end of the night where there's thousands of springs and pain points cutting off our microcirculation. Because when our blood vasculature can totally relax and our capillaries can totally vasodilate, what we see is a huge increase in surge in things like blood flow and oxygen flow and microcirculation to mm. every part of the body, which is incredibly healing for thousands of ailments, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? So you get the zero gravity aspect and all the benefits there. While at the same time, you're getting all the benefits of the sensory deprivation, right? And what that happens is all of our awareness and consciousness isn't being ripped out to the external world to process all this stimulation. We can take our power back and our brain has an infinite amount more brain power to put towards whatever it is it really truly has to do. Usually that's relax, recover from a workout, de-stress better than ever before. But thirdly, we, we just started to touch on, but a lot of people may not recognize we're laying in a thousand pounds of magnesium salts. So during the entirety of every single float session, the user is soaking up these precious minerals, macro minerals, transdermally through their skin during the entirety of every single float session, which is mm -hmm. profound. And I'm sure you've dove into the benefits of magnesium, um, but, but there's so many, and it's the fourth most abundant mineral in the human body. And over 95% of Americans are extremely magnesium deficient. Yeah. And, and that, that amount of, of people that are deficient in magnesium is, has gone up a lot. I mean, a few years ago it was, it was 50 or 60% and now it's, you know, 80 to 95%. And, and our demands, our need for magnesium to buffer all of this stress that you mentioned, all this sensory input, the EMFs, the toxins, everything else, um, it's, it's only increasing. So, um, and yeah, unless you want to be taking like a hundred pills a day, integrating some, some practices and biohacks like floating where you can absorb it transdermally is huge. Um, so you've got escaping the force of gravity, that, that zero gravity component that helps with microcirculation in ways that you don't get if, if your body's needing to support itself and fight gravity, you've got the sensory deprivation and, and the switch to rest and digest parasympathetic kind of letting the brain unplug and reboot going on. And then you've got this transdermal absorption of minerals, um, namely magnesium that's taking place while you just lay there and, and have the experience all kind of stacking one on top of the other. When you float, how long do you typically float? Or like, what have you found to be the sweet spot? Because I've done it a bunch of times. I started out maybe, I don't know, I would guess like 2005 or so. I went to a float place in downtown Chicago and was in one of those old school Samadhi tanks. And 
I was pretty excited about it. I think I heard about it on Joe Rogan or something like that. And, and I remember I got in the tank and it looked, it looked like a souped up plastic coffin with a door and they put me in there and I remember they closed the door and I was like, Oh, ish. It was, it's, it's a very unique experience to be in a tiny little box that's pitch black, you know, and it took me about half an hour, 45 minutes to even calm down and be able to like relax. And I don't think I really truly experienced the benefits of it until I'd went back a few more times and was able to finally chill out. And then, and my brain was like, all right, I'm safe. This is cool. And then, and then I loved it, you know, but it, I've talked to, so for instance, the owner of, of float 60 in Chicago, she'll sometimes do it overnight. She'll like sleep in the thing. And, and, and you know, I've found that like for me, an hour almost doesn't feel like enough time because I'm like 30 to 45 minutes. I'm just getting settled or chilling out and, and letting go of all the things that I've been experiencing throughout the day. And then I've got like 10 or 15 minutes and I'm like, oh, you know, your time's up and the thing comes on and I like wish it, I wish there was more time. So what have you found in your experience? What's, what's your sweet spot? Totally. So I feel, <laughs> I, I can relate about the hour feeling, uh, not long enough. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> you want to get it in cause you've got other stuff to do during the day. But at the same time, if like, if your whole day just becomes about efficiency, you're like not really doing anything to its fullest potential. Yeah, totally. Totally. Dude. I feel like it really just comes out of what you're looking to get out of the experience. Right. So for me, what I see is the benefits of the transdermally absorbed magnesium really start to pick up around that 40 to 45 minute mark. So for me, since that's really important for me, <laughs> um, that's something I prioritize, shooting for above that mark, at least closer to the, the 60, 90 minute mark is, is more ideal for me. Um, but with that being said, if it's someone's first time floating, like it's a unique environment. Like you said, it's a, it's, it's a glorified box that's silent and dark. Um, so if someone's going in for their first float session, they might not be able to relax for the first 40 minutes in there, much like yourself. Yeah, right? I that was my experience, yeah. my first time, right? But yeah. then when I go back, this is why we always recommend three floats in a short period of time, ideally the first three or four weeks. Because then that second mm -hmm. time you go into that float session, you're able to relax in 30 minutes. The third session, you're able to go in, you're able to relax in 10 or 15 and soak mm -hmm. up more of the benefits, the deep relaxation and the beneficial brain waves that you're transitioning into during those float sessions, right? But yeah, so for me, recommending that we shoot for anywhere over 45, between 45 and two hours, anywhere there is great. Uh, average float length is 60 minutes if you go into book a slot at a center. Um, yeah, so 60 minutes in the tank. But dude, I, I've had one in my garage for years. And I'll, I'll warn you, the thing quickly became my new bed, <laughs> much like Did the lady it. at float 60, like you said, cause it's, it's just like the ideal sleeping environment, you know? And what mm -hmm. I was able to do is I know even the Patriots have been using it. For example, I'm going to, uh, I, I was a new England guy before I moved to a self-sustaining farm in Hawaii, but, uh, yeah, they were using it, especially during their playoff weeks, um, to cut the amount of time that they needed to sleep into a third right? So they could sleep far less and maximize and optimize their sleep deeply, the rejuvenation, the rest, the sleep cycles in that short period of time versus an eight or nine hour sleep night, which has been incredible too. Wait, so the New England Patriots were doing this? 
Yeah, man. Honestly, it was a like lot Brady of... leaving Giselle at home and everybody was going to some float center and just spending the night. Pajama jammy yeah. jam. <laughs> yeah, man. I know that Brady Brady's got one at his pad. Um, but the the whole team has them in the locker rooms now. And we see this, it's common, especially among uh, among the most elite teams just about every sport whether it's the golden state warriors even the college teams now are starting to implement them the patriots uh yeah the amount that we're installing in different mlb teams and nfl locker rooms has been been really really cool to see man because for me it's like hands down the optimal recovery environment so whether it's recovering from a tough training practice or from a tough game or even before to kind of drop into some sort of baseline and escape the pregame angst or pregame jitters there. There's so many benefits on both sides of the coin that for me, it's an absolute no brainer to have one of those things in the locker room. And we've got, we've got a discount code set up for our listeners that may want to get a float tank in their, in their home, right? They can go to maxvitality.co and totally. enter discount code biohacks and it'll save them what, like two grand or something like that. Yeah, yeah, we'll get them at least uh, 2500 bucks off their float tank. And then we also have Vitality Salts, which we can get into too, might be interesting. But um, really what we did, man, is we started, because my mind, much like yourself, goes to optimization of absolutely everything, right? So once we totally optimize the float tank environment itself by doing things like totally EMF shielding the tank, we're having these powerful underwater sound transducers that are actually transmitting frequencies into the saltwater solution itself and directly into Whoa. every cell and tissue in the user's body. But there's even like red light therapy lights in there too if, to lower the barrier to entry if someone's not maybe willing to step right into the silent darkness, but they still want to get the benefits of the magnesium and the zero gravity aspect. It's like, a, it's like a nightlight for float tanks. <laughs> a, bio, exactly. a biohacker's nightlight <laughs> some people need it <laughs> yeah dude yeah yeah i was joking around with one of the biohackers we were installing one in uh recently and i, I told him we got a nice blue led light in there for you <laughs> you just soak it when you try to relax and rest uh, it's funny you can we can wear your, red you can wear your waterproof oculus in there <laughs> we need it try to try to offset the effects with the float tank um, we need it that's dope. Yeah, man, so, so I didn't I didn't realize how many athletes were sleeping in these things as as part of their recovery program. Like in an average year, how many nights do you sleep in a float tank? <laughs> a good year would be three hundred and sixty five. You're like over beds Dude, at this point. It's a daily basis. <laughs> really, no, man, but you sleeping it that, that often? No, honestly, if I can get it a couple nights a week, though, that's. That's awesome for like overnight sessions, but definitely getting in for a dip at least every day for sure. Do you have a girlfriend? For sure. I do. I do. Yeah, and, Did she and, join uh, you in the, in the float tank? Probably not, right? Do. Well, now we got the tanks that are big enough for two, man. So really? That's, that, that's, the, that's the key. <laughs> so you're snuggling up in that's that amazing. thing and get, getting a good night's sleep. <laughs> that is but great. Yeah. So she's she's supportive of the the float tank lifestyle and she'll join you in there or be cool if you want to just go sleep in the float tank. And I mean, how does it work? Can you explain how it works? I'm just making assumptions over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, don't, don't let the fantasy run wild. But <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, dude, it's cool because like even like it's really such an integral part of our life, you know, and I think mm-hmm. 
Um, maybe experienced meditators can speak to this as well. Maybe um, you can with some sort of practice, whether it's cold plunging or meditation or uh, sauning or whatever it is, even just exercise. Maybe it's a power nap in the middle of the day. But having that thing, whatever it is, that power tool, that shotgun approach that you have, where maybe you're feeling adrift. For one, when I'm in the float tank, if I float at the beginning of the day, which is floating on a regular basis, something that I, f- I feel is important, especially for males, because females' hormone cycles are running off that 28-day cycle, but it's incredibly important that men and dudes, because our hormones are running off this 24-hour cycle. So we, when we can kind of establish not just a routine, but drop into that baseline at the beginning of the day, right? So if I go to float, one of the first things I do when I get up um, after a little bit of movement, I hop in the tank and I drop into it. Really, my intention for the float oftentimes is to just drop into a baseline of peace and stillness and relaxation, right? So I'll be in there in the tank. I'll challenge myself and see how much I could possibly surrender to the silent darkness which is a powerful medicine there. And just every day trying to surrender more and more, trying to open up my heart more and more during the entirety of every float session. But what I see is I'm able to really establish a baseline at the beginning of the day for that piece of relaxation. And then when I leave the tank and maybe I'm driving a car and someone cuts me off in traffic, maybe I get in a little stiffle with the, the GF, whatever it is, I walk into the house and the six-year-old tore the room apart, whatever it is, and I feel these little fluctuations away from that baseline that I establish so uh, um, intensely at the beginning of the day. And as a result, I'm more acutely aware of any fluctuations away from that baseline, right? Mm -hmm. And then when I do feel that fluctuation, it's going back to our other practices, whether it's breath work, whether it's just going outside and and taking a a 30-second walk or a trip to the bathroom, whatever it is, drop back into that baseline and operate from there. So for us, it's super important that Every day, we're establishing that baseline and operating from that baseline because that's where our light shining the brightest, and that's where we're firing at all cylinders. You know, so she's mm-hmm. definitely supportive. I'm supportive of her floating as well whenever she feels the need, and uh, just trusting that, connecting with your inner being, and establishing that baseline. Nice, nice. So, um, like you'll do this multiple times a week. You'll sleep in that thing the whole night. Yeah, totally, totally, that's- and. Uh, I look forward to it. <laughs> I look forward to it. If I know there's a night where I'm going to be sleeping in the tank, getting there a little extra early for sure. I'm just so jazzed up all day. Awesome. Um, so let's say, I mean, we've talked about, and we'll, we'll mention that link again for our listeners that want to be like you and Tom Brady and the Golden State Warriors, <laughs> uh, the New England Patriots and all that. Uh, they can go to maxvitality.co and enter discount code biohacks and save two and a half G's on their float tank and, or, or their, you know, their new bed. Um, what, what can someone do if they don't have access to a float tank? Like if there isn't a float center in their area, if, if they're not in a position to buy one right now for their home, what are some other options where they can reap some of these benefits? I'm glad you asked. Cause it's something that I reflected on a good amount, especially like we're on a mission and, uh, at least myself to help as many people as we possibly can. 
right, in different ways. And I see that floating is a powerful way to do that and supplying float chambers, different centers, so more people in their community have access to this powerful tool or getting them in more houses or whatever it is. It's something that's helped me out so much. I want to be able to share that. But I totally recognize not everyone's in the position to bring a float tank into their apartment living room or something like that, you know? Um, it's like we say, if there's not a float center nearby, I hope there are just some takeaways from this episode even that we can start to implement into our life. One being just recognizing being aware of all the overstimulation we're constantly being bombarded with and making sure to implement regular rest bits away from that. So whether it's time in meditation, time in your silent dark room, whether it's a walk in nature, whatever it is, but just putting down the screens, putting down the phones and connecting with your inner being is really, really important. And then on top of that, um, the zero gravity aspects tough to hit, not in the float tank, but like you said, just lower impact things, whether it's running in the water, um, running in the water, or, or I know for me, or I'm a martial arts instructor as well, and regularly I'll take the whole team out and we will shadow box in the deep end of the pool, right? So we're shadow boxing in the deep end or even the shallow end as well and working all of our techniques. And I picked that up from Paul Chick. Uh, he's a, he was a high-level boxing coach as well because when the water is running over your skin, again, it's, it's activating this relaxation response as well that uh, helps the vasodilation of the capillaries and that increased blood flow, which is really great, especially on recovery days. But also the magnesium piece because again magnesium is so incredibly important and i've been trying hard i'm ex extremely mindful of how much magnesium I'm getting into my body via food and even i'm living on a at the base of a volcano in hawaii on an organic no spray farm and still i'm not naive enough to believe i'm getting nearly a fraction of enough magnesium through my food alone the food's a powerful tool, but we're not even getting a percentage, especially because like you touched on the extremely high magnesium burn rate nowadays, um, mm -hmm. where it's being burned and utilized combat stresses of all kinds. So making sure that we're implementing magnesium, oral supplementation is a powerful tool and I highly recommend. Um, I don't know if you have any sponsors for this episode. Do you, do you by chance uh, work we with do. Mag, we've got oral mag company? Well, not not with an oral mag company, but um, we've got. I want to give a shout out to to BioPro. They've got a fantastic supplement that that contains velvet antler and some other uh, shilajit and compounds that boost uh, IGF one and are great for for male hormones and recovery and that sort of thing. But no magnesium sponsors, so feel free to share which one which ones you like to use, and then I'll chime in too. All right, man. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so. The only thing with, so magnesium is one of those things that for me, I feel passionately be passionately rather about hitting it from all angles, right? Mm -hmm. So for one, from our food, two, oral supplementation. Oral supplementation is great. But we got to recognize the studies that are coming out of magnesium oral supplementation are taking anywhere from nine to 12 months to have any impact on our RBC or red blood cell magnesium levels any if at all that's the most mm -hmm. accurate magnesium blood test that we have today rbc magnesium anyone listening they can uh, check their mag levels on you can just type in request to test.com just type in rbc mag and it's like 35 bucks on there or something like that um so you can test that super quick which is great but th this is why when i talked to dr mercola 
he's crystal clear. He wasn't able to really start moving the dial on his red blood cell magnesium levels. And he's tried just about all the oral supplements until he started introducing transdermal forms via the float tank in his house, right? So even I, I would encourage everyone here to start, start implementing transdermal forms of magnesium. And my favorite way to do that is not with Epsom salts. And this is a transition we've, we've been striving to make, man. Because, dude, probably, I don't know if you know, but the tank you floated in was probably full of 1,000 pounds of Epsom salts, mm-hmm. I assume. And Epsom salts are great, but as we dove down the rabbit hole of magnesium, I learned that Epsom salts has a dirty cousin called magnesium chloride. Right. Mm-hmm. Magnesium chloride is really cool because it has over 230% more magnesium by volume than Epsom salts. Right. So if anyone's at home, maybe they're utilizing Epsom salts to optimize their recovery or anything like that, and that's great. I would just encourage you simple switch, swap it for the magnesium chloride. You're going to soak up far more magnesium transdermally through the skin, which is really great. But one thing we did is we started exploring in our float tank optimizing the float tank solution right and this is this is pretty cool because we talked about we optimized the float chamber then our awareness went to the solution we started filling our tanks dude with a thousand pounds of magnesium chloride right Mm. this is where things really started to get interesting and then magnesium has three powerful cofactors two of which can be absorbed transdermally right so the three cofactors are vitamin B6, which helps your body soak up more magnesium. So in the morning, even if anyone's listening to this and they supplement magnesium already orally or in any form, even if they're just getting it from their food, which most people are some level, one of the first things I put in my body in the morning is organic whole food, uh, the whole food form of B6, which is bee pollen. Bee pollen is the highest in whole food B6 in nature. So go to organic B6, uh, bee pollen in the morning, a little teaspoon of that, throw it in. It'll help your body soak up more of the magnesium you're getting from your diet orally or transdermally. And then the other two cofactors that we actually ended up exploring mixing into our float tank solution is potassium bicarbonate, Mm. which helps get more magnesium into your cells and into your mitochondria, Right. So magnesium is crucial for making ATP. It's done in the mitochondria, 68 steps of the Krebs cycle, very important. So it'll help us do that. Potassium bicarbonate, more into the cells in the mitochondria. And then boron, which is a really powerful trace mineral as well, helps get more magnesium, helps keep the magnesium in the cell longer. And it does this by slowing the metabolism of calcium and other antagonists to magnesium. But ultimately we ended up creating this super solution right we work with all the top biohackers and or many of them rather uh, to optimize this float solution and we had the magnesium chloride we had the potassium bicarbonate we had the boron we totally infraceuticalized the salt uh, before putting it in with like heart opening frequencies and blasting with all these powerful frequencies and the salt itself is actually alchemically alive or is brought through an ancient ceremonial shamanic alchemical practice to increase the life force energy and healing potential of the salt itself. But bottom line, we took this solution and people were floating in it and even experienced floaters were totally raving about it, right? Their levels of state stress and anxiety were dropping. They were sleeping deeper and falling asleep faster at the end of the night. 
and we ended up taking this bath blend and bagging it up for an affordable price. Now we sell that out for people at home that don't have access to a float tank to either soak their feet in at the end of the night or soak in a full body bath and soak up these benefits of the transdermal magnesium so we can absorb it directly through our skin where it can be used by the body right away. It's a beautiful thing. That's fascinating. I love that. So in early 2022, almost out of nowhere, I started experiencing massive changes in my body and mental health. My hair was thinning and falling out faster than ever before. I was experiencing mood fluctuations, I was putting on body fat, losing strength and muscle mass. I was even having a harder time remembering certain people's names and things that I knew I knew. My face looked older and I had more wrinkles and there was a noticeable decrease in my sex drive. And then one of the guests that I had on our podcast introduced me to a product called BioPro Plus that naturally boosts your IGF-1 and human growth hormone levels. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and check out episode 265 on how to increase HGH, boost libido, and experience 68% better recovery with Dustin Baker. BioPro Plus contains a combination of powerful natural ingredients for boosting HGH, human growth hormone, and IGF-1, like elk antler, tribulus, and shilajit, all in their purest and most potent forms. What's interesting is elk antlers are the only mammalian appendage capable of continuous regeneration. These antlers grow an inch or more per day and have the fastest growth rate of any organ in the animal kingdom. I started taking one glass vial every morning and holding it under my tongue for 90 seconds before swallowing. And before I'd even finished my first kit, I was getting compliments on my skin and how I looked five to 10 years younger. You can even go back and look at some of my social media videos from earlier this year and you'll see how big of a difference there is. Since then, my energy has increased. I feel more motivated. My libido and sex drive came back. I've been losing fat. I'm stronger and recovering faster from my workouts and my hair is coming in thicker and it even stopped falling out. If my story resonates with you, I highly recommend you try BioPro Plus for yourself. When you feel it, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And for a limited time, you can save $30 on your order by going to bioproteintech.com and entering discount code biohacks. That's B-I-O-P-R-O-T-E-I-N-T-E-C-H.com and discount code B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S. Now back to the show. So people that th this is another level of floating. This is like floating 2.0. It's not it's not the same type of floating that I did in the Samadhi and probably not even the same type of floating that I did when we brought our guys in, in the ultimate biohacking experience to float 60 in like 2016. Cause I think all of that was still just Epsom salt. Likely. Yeah, man. Honestly, a hundred percent of the commercial float tanks in the market, um, except uh, maybe one or two is filled with Epsom salt. And if it's not filled with Epsom salt, it's because uh, we've encouraged them to fill it with magnesium chloride instead. <laughs> but a lot of, we, we've been installing in many residences as well. And we always fill our tanks with magnesium chloride and the boron and potassium bicarbonate, the blend that's in our vitality salts in the float tank in that ratio, because that's how we optimize it, dude. We want to soak up these minerals as many as possible during our float session. And transdermally is the best way to do it. Nice. Have you, um, is, is there any relevance to including like baking soda, like an aluminum free baking soda, sodium bicarbonate in that mix? Cause 
I mean, for years we've done biohacker baths that have been either Epsom salt or ancient minerals with baking soda and sometimes even like 35% food grade hydrogen peroxide, you know, and, and that kind of maybe, you know, essential oils or whatever. But, um, do you, is, if, if you've got the magnesium chloride, the potassium bicarbonate, the boron, you're taking B6 either as B pollen or pyridoxal 5 phosphate, is there a reason or a benefit to including aluminum free baking soda in, in these soaks as well? Uh, th- well, I'm glad you guys are doing that because a lot of people aren't. <laughs> and that's definitely a biohacked bath. Um, one thing, so the, the active ingredient of uh, the baking soda is, so it's sodium bicarbonate, is the bicarbonate, right? Mm-hmm. And whether you're using sodium bicarbonate or potassium bicarbonate, I prefer the potassium bicarbonate personally um, because you're also getting the benefits of the potassium as well, uh, which is a, a mineral that's going to be imbalanced in harmony with magnesium. So again, mm-hmm. many people are deficient in the potassium as well. So making sure, so that's why I prefer the potassium bicarbonate, but it's more so the bicarbonate aspect of it. So whether it's baking soda or the potassium bicarbonate, definitely a way that's going to help. Including that in your bath will help get more of the magnesium into the cell and into the mitochondria. Mm-hmm. And if if any of our listeners are experiencing cramping, restless leg syndrome, chronic stress, even anxiety, there's a very high probability that they are deficient in or eye twitching as well, I suppose is, is a telltale sign. Very high probability that they're deficient in magnesium, potassium, or, or a variety of minerals, correct? Totally. And dude, it's, it's really interesting, but people always ask me, like, what is at the root? Like, what is the root cause of X, Y, and Z condition, right? Mm-hmm. People ask this often. And we try to stay away from these blanket terms, but I feel passionately about this, that the root cause of X, Y, and Z condition is always an energy deficiency in the tissue, Mm -hmm. right? So if our body has enough energy, um, so again, there's, there's many stressors that can cause this energy deficiency, but it's very important that the energy in our body is ATP. And magnesium is crucial to making this ATP energy so that our body can go and heal these parts of our body. So our our body has a natural innate ability to heal itself. Um, And it could be interesting. Uh, I could share uh, a quick experience that popped into my mind. I wanted to be able to share with you. I thought it would be pretty cool. I know we had touched on the CMT earlier. Um, Mm -hmm. But in one of my float sessions, man, you would ask me at the beginning of the episode, what was, what was my insights on the root cause of CMT, mm-hmm. right? And in, in my, my journey, I was laying in the float tank, right? This came to me during the float session. I was in the float tank, just totally disconnecting, uh, surrendering, opening up my heart and observing my mind, Right. One of the meditative practices I like to do on occasion is kind of just letting my mind off the leash per se, allowing it to run around like a dog for a few minutes, uh, maybe 15 minutes or so, get all of its energy out, explore the places it wanted to explore. And then when I ask it to sit at the end of those 15 minutes, it's a lot easier to do for me personally. Mm-hmm. But I was letting my mind run off the leash and I noticed a thought go by of judgment, right? 
So I had a martial arts competition coming up and I noticed this, this thought sensation of judgment, not from the other people around and maybe what they may think if I was to get knocked out or lose or something like that, but really it was a judgment for myself, right? This intense sensation of self-judgment that came in. That thought came by, this thought of judgment, it doesn't matter what it was about, but what I noticed physiologically in my body occur when that thought came by was profound. What I noticed was I started to hold this tension when that thought came by in my lower calves, in my feet, and in my hands when this thought of judgment came by me, right? And I was holding. So if you look at my hands, they're, they're, maybe they're relaxed like this, but then I was holding here the tension in my feet and lower legs. And really, it was all stemmed from that thought. And now over time, what I'm doing is I'm pulling my consciousness away from my hands and away from my feet. I'm not allowing this energy to flow freely where now I can interact and have conscious awareness of these parts of my body. But I was subconsciously pulling my consciousness away from my extremities over time and over time. And my realization was, and not that genetics are not a factor, but what's actually genetic and what transcends generations wasn't the genome. It was the parenting style and that harsh internal judge that was running from family to family. Because as Aubrey Marcus uh, stated so beautifully before, the judge in our head is learns to be just a little bit harsher than our harshest judge or critic in the external world. Oftentimes, especially at a young age, it's the parent. Um, but we establish this harsh judge as a result of these, uh, our parents' harsh judge, and this transcends generations and our ability to be so quick to judge ourselves and to judge ourselves so harshly oftentimes holds us, uh, causes us to kind of uh, hold this energy and tension somewhere. And oftentimes it's in the hands and in the feet for the judgment in particular. But I was seeing as I was able to do more of the shadow work and the journaling and speak to my inner judge and understand it and send a compassion and love um, with different journaling practices, uh, I, I was able to notice that my symptoms of CMT totally uh, vanished. And now I've been able to bring my conscious awareness to my hands and my feet. Maybe I'll have my, my, my partner massage my feet and just focus on feeling it, bring my consciousness and my awareness back down to my feet there. Maybe I'll put a paper towel on the ground at night and just stand on it and kind of just scrunch my feet up and down, you know, bring my awareness back to my feet and to my hands. But little practices like this, even if it's a foot soak at the end of the night with really hot water so I can really ground myself and feel my feet again, has been some tools that have really helped me reverse um, this irreversible, uncurable neuromuscular disease. And it's been, been a pretty cool journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. Especially because we're seeing so many, uh, that narrative is so common with so many different conditions where we're told, oh, there's nothing you can do. It, it's not affected by diet or what are EMFs or there's nothing wrong with having mercury in your mouth or getting injected with aluminum or anything like that. Like all these stories, the, the, the deeper you go, the more you realize a lot of them are nonsense. And, and a lot of these practices that have become commonplace in allopathic medicine, they put us into a state of fight, flight, or freeze where our body 
prioritizes blood flow around the vital organs and away from the extremities and 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 then needs to draw on you know the burn rate of our electrolytes and minerals goes up which essentially decreases the conductivity and and electrical potential of the the human battery that we all are right but when you can start to make that switch from fight flight freeze to rest and digest making the parasympathetic switch through floating and meditation and some of the the awareness and mindfulness practices that you've mentioned along with restoring mineral balance in the body charging yourself up rather than you know doing doing workouts that leave you with more energy than you would have if you didn't do them rather than every time you go to the gym you're running yourself into the ground and depleting your your body's electricity and energy stores. You know what I mean? It's 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 very much a shift in how we're living that allows us to restore our our energetic and and physical and mental and spiritual potential. Totally. No, super well said, dude. And uh I feel something that is has been that again I feel passionately about is again as a lifelong martial artist, um same with many people listening to this episode they're kind of all gas no brakes it's mm-hmm. easy to fall into that especially whether it's working out or grinding for a business or whatever it is um but for me it's a big part of my philosophy now to balance the working out with the working in and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter whether that's meditation whether it's a walk in nature whether it's breath work whether it's a sauna or whether it's a foot soak or bath at the end of the night, we need to start balancing that out, that yin and that yang. And then we'll, like we say, maybe we are depleting ourselves slightly or mildly or for many of us intensely from these draining hardcore workouts, but I'm giving myself the ability and the environment and the opportunity to recharge fully and recharge that battery fully so we don't start seeing these energetic imbalances throughout the system, we can harmonize it and uh, keep it at some sort of balance and homeostasis. Yeah. Awesome. So for our listeners that, that want to check out the float tank and the vitality salts, maxvitality.co discount code biohacks will save you some coin on both. Um, I can't help when, when, when we're discussing this, I can't help but think about like some of those scenes in the matrix where you've got all these people like in, in pods in a giant tower. Right. And like and, and and we're seeing trends with how how many individuals have compromised digestion, right? The the amount of of nutrients that we are absorbing from food for a variety of reasons is going down. Not only does the food contain less, but our absorption is compromised. I've I've even considered, just because this is where my my unique brain goes, like there's a possibility that at some point in the future we could be absorbing a lot more of our nutrients transdermally. And there could be, you know, you've got these pods that people are sleeping in, in Japan and certain parts of Asia. This, this could become the norm. You know, if you go out a hundred years from now, assuming we don't destroy ourselves as a species, people could be sleeping in pods that have optimized solutions of, you know, like what you guys are doing, but to a whole nother level where they're taking every vitamin and mineral and electrolytes and cofactors that we need for absorption. And you're getting a lot of this stuff through your skin. And and there's a decreased need for ingestion of food. We're getting nutrients from the sun and and transdermally and through the air and breath work and those types of practices and breathing some of these polyphenols that we now know exist when you get into areas like in the forest, right? 
it's very fascinating to think about where things could be a hundred or 200 years from now. It's really interesting, dude. And like you said, there's so many nutrients that can be absorbed through the skin. And even if we take magnesium, for example, like, yeah, we can, if, when we take it orally, it's subject to the digestive system and over 45% of it is pissed out in our urine, you know, uh, within the next couple hours. Mm-hmm. But when we can, our body has a natural fail safe mechanism through the skin, right? When we can leverage that effectively, like our, our body is incredibly intelligent, right? So when we're laying and sitting in even a foot soak at the end of the night, the reason I like foot soaks because we have the largest pores in our entire body on the bottom of our feet. And at the same mm-hmm. time, we have every nerve ending to every major organ on the bottom of our feet as well. Which is why mm-hmm. it's an intricate part of Chinese medicine, right? Mm-hmm. But we put our feet in this extremely concentrated solution. And now these minerals are being absorbed through our skin directly into our bloodstream and it can be used right away. They're not subject to the GI tract. Right. There's not mm-hmm. this delay time, this lag time and all this waste. And then what we see is our body has that fail safe mechanism where once our levels are topped off of all of these minerals, it will just close the pores and the hair follicles off and it, it won't take any more in. We don't have to mm-hmm. play this guessing game of guessing how much magnesium I need to put into my system and if I need to wear a diaper to bed tonight, you know, <laughs> like and there's so many minerals we can absorb through the skin. Like sometimes... I'll even throw the shilajit into the foot soak, right? Because mm-hmm. again, the shilajit through the foot soak is same thing. We can soak up so much of it in the proper amounts transdermally through the skin. But mm-hmm. like you said, it's so interesting. It's cool to see where it all, it all goes, where it all flows, all the implications to it um, in the coming years. And and not that I want to see everyone sleeping in a pod, but I, I don't see why they wouldn't. If, if we're yeah. optimizing our sleep and cutting our sleep into a fraction of the time and soaking up all these minerals in the same time, um, it's going it sure to be increasingly relevant. Fit a partner in there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, and especially with, with with how many people are having difficulty sleeping these past few years, you know this this could be a very uh, a very beneficial tool and biohack for people to integrate. Um, a couple couple more questions as we kind of land this plane before you do a soak, like whether that's in in one of your float tanks or in a bath with the vitality salts, do you do like dry skin brushing or, you know, use a loofah or anything to like scoff off dead skin cells and increase the absorption rate of these minerals? Yeah, no, I'm glad you asked. I think that's great. Um, yeah, there's, I know there's a few tricks that we can use to help get more of it in. Um, yeah, sometimes I just have my, my girlfriend stab me with a pin all over my foot. <laughs> Come on, you're uh, serious? No, no, not yet. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, but, I've uh, got a, I've got a sad you board from from Ayurveda that I'll stand on that has like hundreds of copper needles on it. Dude, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll sometimes thing, get on one, of, get on one of those things while I'm sun gazing in the morning. That'll that'll wake you up in the morning, boy. <laughs> I think that's necessary. <laughs> yeah, yeah dude, very but, necessary. <laughs> yeah, but even like like I'm like I mentioned, we're in Hawaii. I just got a piece of lava rock. Um, that I scrape my feet with before putting them in, you know, kind of clear away any of the the dead skin cells or anything like that. So we can open up those pores and maximize how much is getting in. But mm-hmm. on top of that, dude, um, like if people go to my website, maxvitality.co, just make sure it's mm-hmm. .co and download the free ebook there. Um, they'll learn and they'll see that, <laughs> um, 
yeah, there's many things that we can do to increase our magnesium absorption through the skin and things we can do before, before foot soak. Um, but even just like, yeah, the pores of our feet are awesome. It's great. And it's awesome that we have all these great pores in the bottom of our feet. They're super large, but the most absorbable skin in our body is actually our forehead and our hair. Right. Mm. So I use that vitality salts blend to make my own shampoo. Right. So now we're getting all those trace minerals, um, the magnesium, all these things that are super nourishing and cleansing and rub it in the hair, rub it on the scalp and it's being absorbed there as well. We don't have to worry about the citric acid and all this other trash in, in our uh, toiletries. But yeah, so usually even when I'm in a foot soak, I always take some, I rub some of my hair, rub some of my forehead, rub some of my belly button, some of the most absorbable parts of our body because in the studies, this is a nuance, but in the studies where we see the optimal absorption is we've actually captured in a laboratory the magnesium ions getting absorbed through the hair follicles of the skin, right? Mm. So I always like to mix it in with the hairiest parts, rub the face, the forehead, super absorbable, top of the head is the most absorbable part of the whole body, um, rubbing it there while I'm in the foot soak, just so we can maximize the, those, those benefits. Fascinating. So if you're doing this in the bathtub, get your head under and kind of do a little, do a little hair wash as you're soaking up the vitality salts and get it through the top of your head. And if you got a, if you're a man with a beard, get it where the beard's at and all that. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> all right, yes, sir. Nice. The hairy spots. Then, that's great. That's great. Um, have that, have you heard of anyone finding hair regrowth, like a thickening of the hair or anything like that with practices like this? Dude, it's, it's fascinating. Even, uh, through this, there's so much we dive into with the hair alone, as I'm sure you could as well. But an interesting one is, um, yes, we have been seeing that. We've been seeing it even pop up in different spots. But even my philosophy of what the gray hair is, right? So we see mm -hmm. uh, peoples with uh, excess gray hair. But what causes the gray, I know we hear all these minerals and zinc and all these things, but... Um, the one that I've seen the most literature on that resonates the deepest with me is the gray hair is a result of, and it's turned gray by excess hydrogen peroxide in the system, mm -hmm. right? And this excess hydrogen peroxide is almost always linked to iron overload in the system, mm -hmm. which is an interesting link there. Um, and that's a whole rabbit hole there. I'm, I'm sure maybe you've been seeing the argument of iron overload versus uh, anemia coming in. And I'm mm -hmm. not saying anemia doesn't exist because it does. Uh, but iron overload and anemia can exist on the same planet, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I will say, though, that many of the people that may identify currently as anemic, if they were to get a proper full Monty iron panel mm -hmm. and not just test their ferritin markers of iron, but instead, which is a phony marker, by the way, that was changed in the 70s, if they were instead to measure how much unbound iron is in their cerutoplasm, is in their tissues, and stored in their liver, they would realize that it's actually the opposite. And the reason this ferritin or transport marker of iron is sky high or rather low, causing them to be labeled in a doctor's office as anemic because the ferritin marker transport iron is low is because our body doesn't need to transport iron from tissue to tissue anymore because it's already iron saturation 
in those tissues. Makes sense. It's yeah, a really interesting a topic, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, it is. And, and yeah, a lot of those, a lot of those blood, blood iron tests are imperfect. And I know a good amount of people will use like hair tissue mineral analysis to, to look at iron overload and, and, or, you know, or in some, in, in extreme cases like hemochromatosis, what's the test that, that you use for looking at, at iron saturation, that's able to find levels in the, in the liver, et cetera. Totally. Yeah, we can link it to but it's called a full Monty iron panel, and they can get that on requestedtest.com. And that's going to give them the best insight, not just it will include their magnesium levels on there. I think the RBC mag test is like 40 45 bucks. But the full iron panel is closer to the 200 mark, typically, just people are, are recognize what they're looking at for an investment. But it will it's really the only way or one of the few ways we have to get a full picture of what's going on inside because it's not just about our mineral levels but it's the ratio between our different minerals and our macro minerals and Mm -hmm. trace minerals as well you know Mm -hmm. Um, and usually if we are deficient in one there's many antagonists here that are yanking on other ones right Mm -hmm. so i I guess i could share uh one that may be helpful just in a nutshell is two that we got to really watch out for is our magnesium. We've been on topic of that today, um, mm-hmm. of keeping those magnesium levels sky high. Safe to say that in my perspective, in my experience, over 95% of people are magnesium deficient mm-hmm. in the Western world. And what we got to recognize is the ratio between magnesium and calcium, which are antagonists. Mm-hmm. Makes sense? Just an yeah. uh, uh, intro to the, the mineral balancing for maybe people that are listening because the magnesium and calcium are antagonists, meaning they're on this teeter-totter trying to balance each other out, working in harmony. Our ancestors had a ratio, Anthony, of two to one magnesium to calcium. Mm -hmm. Makes sense? Two to one mag to cal. What we see, the studies nowadays, the average Westerner has minimum seven to one, but oftentimes 15 to one, totally inverted calcium to magnesium we're talking 15 to 1 that ratio is totally out of whack and as a result of this imbalance between just these two macro minerals what we see is the calcium begins to run rampant in the system so there's a a fun experiment i do on occasion if i have this jar of water and i put a tab of calcium in here imagine a hard piece of bone and i stir it around that calcium will not dissolve right? That calcium doesn't dissolve. I stir it around, nothing's happening. But if I mix even a capsule of magnesium into that water with that calcium and then stir it around, that calcium is going to dissolve almost instantly. So the magnesium dissolves the excess calcium in our system. What we see is even just with that one ratio, calcium-magnesium, when calcium runs rampant, it depletes our magnesium further. Everything today is calcium fortified from our orange juice to our kale and our milk and everything mm-hmm. in between. So we really have to be mindful of that. But then we hear people talking about um, maybe their pineal gland being calcified, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we may have heard that running around um, and sure we've seen it. But your pineal gland being calcified is the least of your worries because that calcification is running rampant throughout your system and when that those mm-hmm. calcium deposits maybe end up manif- uh, getting stuck in the crook of your arm 
what we see is it results in something like eczema. Mm-hmm. When the calcium deposits settle in your bronchial tubes of your lungs, what we see is symptoms of asthma. When it's in your heart, which is the most magnesium-rich tissue in your body, the left ventricle of your heart, what we see is this palpitation or heart disease in your brain, Alzheimer's. So there's thousands of ailments that we could list out that the root cause of it, we start seeing this imbalance of just magnesium and calcium due to overcalcification settling in these various parts of the body, which is really interesting. Yeah, great point. And I would I would piggyback on that with I, I think zinc and magne or zinc and copper, where so many people are overloading themselves with zinc and and deficient in copper, and that's contributing to the the iron overload and these mineral imbalances in the body. And and my you know my take after especially reflecting on this much more deeply over the past two and a half years is getting back to a more sustainable less dependent way of living so like we've bought land in north carolina we're going to be we're going to have a, a three acre food forest having some of our own animals similar to what you've you've, you've got going on in, in hawaii so as we kind of wrap wrap things up um I, could you just tell us a little bit, like, when did you move to Hawaii? What have you got going on there? What inspired you to do that? And uh, yeah, I'm sure some of our listeners are interested in that as well. Totally, man. Yeah, because I had been living in Mass for the first uh, 24 years of my life, 23 years. And then six months ago, I made the move. Um, and I'd been down a year before with one of my buddies visiting his girl who who was living on this self-sustaining farm down here and dude i was totally hooked i knew i had to come back uh so i asked my partner and uh, very quickly she was game i was game we felt really one of the main reasons was we felt we were not to say we were but kind of hitting a ceiling in terms of certain aspects of our development especially spiritual growth back in the city of boston um we were just looking for some new adventures while at the same time looking to connect deeper with the land. Um, mm-hmm. We felt Hawaii was a great place to do it. So we unenrolled the six-year-old in kindergarten and re-enrolled her down here and then quickly unenrolled her <laughs> uh, and started doing the unschooling because the, the schooling down here was wild, just super um, unsupervised and um, a, lot, a lot of excess bullying. So I just want to make sure we're so that she's equipped fully with the skills and the confrontation management skills to deal with those situations before we re-enroll her back at some point if she chooses to. But um, yeah, dude, it's been great. We got the dragon fruits down here. We got the cotton, the banana trees, uh, dude, everything. It's like so unique. We got the, the whole aquaponic setup. It's like the size of a tennis court, which is really, really cool. We have all the catfish, like thousands of catfish in the water and then all these plants on this fence above right like lettuce and beets and radish and everything and their roots are going into the water that are feeding the catfish and the catfish are pooping in the water and their shit is being cycled up and soaked through the roots and nourishing these plants and it's this whole regenerative ecosystem uh and it's it's so cool man just seeing how it's all done but my favorite part no doubt the sun and soaking up the magnesium in the ocean i uh, can't beat it man i love it i love it was it was it a hard transition for you from from boston to living on a on a self-sustaining regenerative farm in hawaii it was it was for sure um i feel 
it was a good because my my partner's from brazil right so she and her family are from a farm in brazil where she was born and she's been she's been asking and i've been feeling the call especially all the shamanic works and everything we've been doing to make the trip down to the amazon at some point in the near future but it definitely would have been more of a transition moving to brazil <laughs> especially mm-hmm. since my portuguese is subpar so i feel yeah, for me tough. dude especially oahu oahu even more so than the other islands where it's still like commercialized you know like there's a costco like two miles down the street if we needed mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um so things like that so i feel it was a good transition spot oahu in general um before making the trip to something more um on your own i guess we could say mm-hmm. like like the farm in brazil so for us it was a, a good transition not too much um but definitely a transition for sure Beautiful. Guys, uh, if you're interested in getting yourself a float tank to sleep in, to decompress in, uh, if you want some of the vitality salts to soak your feet or get, you know, get some of these mineral baths going at home, go to maxvitality.co, enter discount code biohacks to save some coin. Max Casa, this has been an awesome interview. Is there anything else that you want to leave our audience with before we kind of sign off and land the plane? Mm. Yeah, man, it's been such a blast. I appreciate you, man. Um, Likewise. I guess there's just one more link I would like to make, if that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Really just kind of bringing it all full circle because we talk about these different energy deficiencies in the tissue, and they could be a result of EMFs. It could be a result of stored emotions, like the judgment I discussed earlier, being held in the tissues and the muscles. But and even in the shamanic works that you may be familiar with, they may talk about these different uh, energy blockages or things of these sorts. But the link that we're really fixated on making here is the link between these energetic blockages. And these energetic blockages are transmitted into the physical body through its dysregulation of our mineral levels. And I feel this is an important, intricate link here um, because the minerals are so crucial. And if we can heal the minerals, we can also start healing it from that end as well. Um, but yeah, man, so it, it's, it's been a blast. Uh, <laughs> the minerals, Likewise. the backbone of our hormonal health, our mental, emotional health as well, right? If we take someone who's mineral depleted and dysregulated and we look at their thought patterns even, what we see is an increase in fearful, anxious, and stressed out thoughts, mm-hmm. right? And since our thoughts create our reality or help generate that and are a huge intricate piece, as Dr. David Hawkins had proved, um, if, if we're minerally dysregulated and we're having these fearful thoughts, we're literally attracting anxious people, circumstances and events, fearful, stressed out back into our life, which is only depleting our mineral levels even more. So I feel at the root of it, we can raise the vibe, not just our thoughts uh, heal our hormones and our mental emotional health but also raise the vibe of our lives by balancing our minerals beautiful brother well this has been a blast max casa thank you for coming on appreciate you i've enjoyed our conversation guys if, if you've enjoyed this and uh the the wisdom that max has shared you can show support by going to maxvitality.co and uh, picking up the vitality salts or if you're all in, get yourself a float tank. Discount code biohacks will save you 2,500 bucks. I appreciate you guys so much listening. Max Casa, I appreciate you, brother. Pleasure, my man. Looking forward to doing it again soon. Much love.
So in early 2022, almost out of nowhere, I started experiencing massive changes in my body and mental health. My hair was thinning and falling out faster than ever before. I was experiencing mood fluctuations. I was putting on body fat, losing strength and muscle mass. I was even having a harder time remembering certain people's names and things that I knew I knew. My face looked older and I had more wrinkles and there was a noticeable decrease in my sex drive. And then one of the guests that I had on our podcast introduced me to a product called BioPro Plus that naturally boosts your IGF-1 and human growth hormone levels. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and check out episode 265 on how to increase HGH, boost libido, and experience 68% better recovery with Dustin Baker. BioPro Plus contains a combination of powerful, natural ingredients for boosting HGH, human growth hormone, and IGF-1, like elk antler, tribulus, and shilajit, all in their purest and most potent forms. What's interesting is elk antlers are the only mammalian appendage capable of continuous regeneration. These antlers grow an inch or more per day and have the fastest growth rate of any organ in the animal kingdom. I started taking one glass vial every morning and holding it under my tongue for 90 seconds before swallowing. And before I'd even finished my first kit, I was getting compliments on my skin and how I looked five to 10 years younger. You can even go back and look at some of my social media videos from earlier this year, and you'll see how big of a difference there is. Since then, my energy has increased. I feel more motivated. My libido and sex drive came back. I've been losing fat. I'm stronger and recovering faster from my workouts. And my hair is coming in thicker and it even stopped falling out. If my story resonates with you, I highly recommend you try BioPro Plus for yourself. When you feel it, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And for a limited time, you can save $30 on your order by going to bioproteintech.com and entering discount code biohacks. That's B-I-O-P-R-O-T-E-I-N-T-E-C-H.com and discount code B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S.